Every new year I preach the first Sunday of the year and Jenny has this song and uh, she sings it for all of us but I feel she sings it for me. May the Lord help us that our love will be not even just the same but more. And he stays the same. He is the same yesterday, 
today and forever. He is faithful, as we said last week. And we are going to have uh, uh, a reading this morning from, let's open our Bibles. Bibles, please. We have Bibles. Amen. Let's see the Bibles. Great. Wonderful. As long as it's not the one that is under the seat. <laughs> Everything is fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, open our Bibles to the book of Joshua. Joshua and chapter 24. Joshua, Judges. And before that, you have Deuteronomy. So it's there tucked in. Verse 14. Joshua, as we said last week, was giving the nation of Israel and talking to them and telling them how the Lord has dealt with them during their sojourning for the last 40 years and how he established them in the in the land that is uh, the land that was promised to their forefathers. And he told them uh, last week, not one word of all the good words which the Lord your God spoke concerning you has failed. All have been fulfilled for you. And now he continues in uh, uh, chapter 24, verse 14. Now, therefore, he says, fear the Lord. And serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your father served beyond the river in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you would serve. Whether the gods which your father served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. May this will be our cry this morning. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And you might ask me, in what manner do you want me to serve the Lord? And this is what we're going to discuss today. So when we leave here, we will take, uh, message on how should we serve the Lord. I want to give you, uh, uh, let you focus on four points. Okay, if you want to jot them in your Bible, fine. If you want to uh, commit them to your memory, uh, I hope it's better than mine. Uh, that's fine. First of all, how to serve the Lord. The very first thing, uh, give the Lord his rightful place. Second point, serve the Lord in sincerity and truth. You agree with that? Third point, choose which God you want to follow. And the fourth point, make a conscious choice to follow Jesus. Four points. Number one, give the Lord his rightful place. 
In order to do that, our man, Joshua, I have great respect for this leader. He tells them in verse 14, fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. What he meant by that, and what, when we say fear the Lord in the Bible, what is meant is reverential awe. That leads to obedience. In other words, if you want to please the Lord and fear him in obeying his will. Fearing God is doing his will. In Deuteronomy 5.29, God was talking to Moses about the nation saying, Oh, this is from God to the nation. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me. And keep all my commandments always, that it may be well with them and with their sons forever. And this is the question we need to ask ourselves today. Are we walking before him in reverence, watching ourselves and endeavoring to please him in all our ways? At the very beginning of a new year, this is the challenge for us. Are we truly fearing the Lord? Are we truly walking in his ways? Do we have the intention to obey the Lord and to do his will from day one? If we have this intention, I tell you, you're going to have a happy new year. Joshua knew that. And he had an encounter with the Lord in chapter 5. And the Lord gave him his blessing and the power to lead the children and lead them into the promised land. And he knew the fear of the Lord very well. And he kept the Lord before him. So this is why he succeeded in delivering the whole land into the hands of the children of Israel. He had a vivid encounter. And he will never forget that if you need to build something, is to build it on a foundation that is strong. He knew the fear of the Lord. If this is the foundation, his will, his obedience, okay, it will lead him to success in the future. And that's what he did. That's what he did. And let me ask a question. Is the foundation of our household, your household, based on the fear of the Lord? On that awe, when you approach him with awe? with reverence, with obedience. Lord, I want to do your will. You know, if you do that, your house will always be a strong house. Your life will always be a successful life. Whatever you do, his face will be going before you. And whatever you do, you shall prosper. This is what he told Joshua in chapter 1. Whatever you do, ye shall prosper in your ways. And you know what? When he reached toward the end of his life and soon he's going to leave this world, he said, I have delivered what God wanted me to deliver to you, the whole land. Take it and live with it. But remember, choose who you want to serve. As for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. May this be our cry. Yes? And if you decided on that, under the same title of 
give the Lord his rightful place. If you decided on that, then act on it. Don't say, Adol, that was a beautiful message when I stand and see you. It's a beautiful message. May God be glorified. Amen. That's encouraging for me. But let's act on it. Let's take some action. And without any action in our lives, we will hear the message, leave the doors, and forget about it. Retention, they say. I studied it when I used to work in my life at college. If you be, retention in about 10 days will be 10% of what you heard. You want to challenge me? Talk to me about my message 10 days from now. Someone said, I read that and I said, I want to mention it. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Say, yeah, I am going to do it. But later on, I'm going to fulfill what I, what I heard this morning. But sometime in the future, good intentions. But let me tell you one thing. Procrastinations is from the devil himself. And don't do that. And whatever you hear this morning, say, Lord, I want to act on it. And do not compromise your stand. Do not compromise your stand. And, you know, the world is full of compromising. You know, children of God, we should not compromise the truth. We should not compromise what we have. The word of God is clear, and we should obey it and to do God's will. And this is why we give the Lord his rightful place in our life. Quick, I did it in five minutes. Wonderful. The second thing he tells them, serve the Lord in sincerity and truth. And that's challenging. I want to be sincere. And what's the first thing in being sincere? Is to have integrity. Be truthful. What is integrity? Be truthful in everything. At the very beginning of this year, God is challenging each and every one of us to say yes, yes. And no, no. And that's what the Bible says. And we should not add to that. Be truthful. Don't be diplomatic. Be respectful. But don't change the truth because you are being diplomatic with the other person. You know, the world respects a truthful person more than anything under the sun. They will go, always go to that person because this person does not lie. This person says the truth, and that is integrity. If you promise someone that you are going to meet them next week at such and such hour, and you find yourself that you cannot do it, say, oh, yeah, they'll forget. Don't do that. Call and change it. That's integrity. Don't leave anything undone. That is integrity. Integrity is to say the truth regardless of the results. Integrity is being a noble Christian. And you know what? Nobility nowadays is seldom found in our land and in all over the world. And if when we find Christians who are noble Christians living with integrity, with true Christianity, the world will stop and look at them and say, you are a breed that is extinct and no more. You want respect of the world, live with that integrity. Yes, display the character of Jesus Christ that he's given us. You know, 
Uh, Will Rogers, I don't know whether some of you still remember Will Rogers, okay? Will Rogers once said, live in such a way that you would not be ashamed to sell your parrot to the town gossip. That's being, that's being sincere, that's being honest, that's being living with integrity. Let the parrot say whatever he heard from you. Who cares? But if your life, if your life is, is not right with God, well, you better do something with that parrot and not sell it. Under serving the Lord with sincerity, be not a hypocrite. I'm not saying you are hypocrites. No. But we should avoid that. Consistency should be a characteristic of every Christian. Someone said, the devil is helped most by the inconsistent Christian. In other words, be a consistent Christian at home. Fathers and mothers at home. At church. At work. People expect you to be at work at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's good to be there at quarter to 8. I always said that. People expect you to do such a, jo a job, do it, and be consistent. And you know what? Some people have great, they rely on a person who is consistent. They do not rely on a person who is inconsistent. In his job, at church, church attendance. I would like to ask you, I encourage you, be consistent in attending church. Be consistent in everything you do. And guess what? The world will stop and take off its hat because you are a consistent person. Be right also, not looking right. Be right, not looking right. There's a, a small caption in the Bible about a man named Joseph. Joseph of Arimathea, right? Who was he? Question. Who was he, Dean? Amen. Okay. He was a member of the Sanhedrin, uh, Sanhedrin, a good and righteous man. Thank you, Dean. Who did not consent to the plan and action the council took against Jesus. He, he took action. He didn't want to look right. He didn't want to be counted with the majority. He said, if I am a minority, that's fine. One against 70. He didn't care. And he went to Pilate and says, I want the body of Jesus. And I want to go and bury him myself. Which he did. He stood against the tide. You will find this beautiful story in Luke 23, 50. This man did not care whether he looked right in the eyes of his fellow members. No, this is what he did. He went and took Jesus. And I'm sure when he took the, him down from that cross, he took him to his uh, bosom and pressed him and most probably cried. I'm going to bear you. God is looking for righteous men. 
men who live right. And are we going to do that at the very beginning of this year? Are we going to live right? This is, righteous is being right with God and with man. That's righteous. Don't go far beyond that. Am I going to be living a right life so I can influence my neighbors, my friends, the people at the church, and the people I work with? Men who are, who are right with man and with God, men are always respected. Men who care about the inside, not the outside. There's a French saying, and I translated it. It says that the suit does not make the man. It's not how you look on the outside. It's how we are on the inside. And many people would like, and I know some of them, I, they care about their concern, about how they look how they sound, and worry what people think about them. What did she say about me? What did he say about me? It's not how you look on the outside. It's not what people say about you. Though I'd love to hear some good things about everyone, and love, the Lord loves that, it is what you are on the inside first. You cannot bring good fruits and Lest you have something that brings that good fruit in your heart first. We can fool people, you know that, but we cannot fool God, right? So let's live a life worthy of our calling. And that's the second point. What was the first point? God, give the Lord his rightful place. Secondly, serve the Lord in sincerity and truth. Have integrity. Stay away from being a hypocrite, and live, be right, not looking right. The third point, choose which God you want to follow. I won't dwell on this. In verse 14, Joshua addresses the people saying, you have your Bible, put away the gods which your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Which God do you want to follow now? You're settled in that land. It's yours. Okay, let us see. Are you, are you going to remember who brought you here? Or soon you're going to forget. They forgot later on. They did. And they lived their own life. Which God do we follow? Young men. Young women. Is it a certain hobby that is taking you away from God? Remember. Put away the gods your forefathers fell. They had idols in their lives. They worshipped idols. And many, they followed the gods of the people they came in touch with. They did not separate themselves and they adopted their gods and they took their gods. And today we face a great, great problem in our society, and the world is facing it. The church itself is imitating the world instead of the world imitating the church. Christians are imitating the world instead 
of the world saying, what a good Christian, I want to be like him. Which God do you want to follow? Is it a certain hobby, as I said, taking you away from God and from being uh, the Christian God wants you to be? Is it an idol from the past? Christians, did you come to Jesus and you still have an idol from the past? Are you still holding to your past experiences? Are you holding still to some gods, to some habits, to some things you used to do and you do it in secrecy and no one knows and you act as a Christian? Is it the love of money which is the source of all evil? Remember the Bible and I said, I did not say money, the love of money. It is the source of all evil. Are you pursuing certain desires? That, is they, that are taking you away from the Lord and they are becoming an idol to your life? Are these what you are contemplating all day long? You're playing with all day long? You're dealing with all day long? And this is what, is, this is what God, choose which God you want to follow. Spurgeon once said, I repeated that, but I repeat it again. Put the toys away. No one who has seen Jesus die can go into the toy business. Christianity is a serious calling. And God is calling us at the very beginning of this year to worship him. As for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. And this is what we should observe in our lives. A second point under Choose which God you want to follow. Don't conform to this world. Don't conform. And you know in Romans 12, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, there is a, a beautiful two verses that will give us the ABCs of life itself. And I have them paraphrased in the Living Bible. Here what it says, Dear brothers, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. That's clear. We don't need to give your bodies to God. Surrender. Let them be a living sacrifice. Holy. The kind he can accept. When you think of what he has done for you. This is the Bible. Is this too much to ask? What Paul is saying here, do not conform yourself into this world. Conformity into the world is treachery to God. And so many Christians nowadays say, in order, in order to win my neighbors, I have to do the things they're doing. How can you then be an example? Let me ask this question. In order... To please my children, I have to let them uh, take and do what the world is calling them to do. Especially schools are putting pressures on families nowadays. Spe public schools, that is. And some Christian schools are conforming themselves to the shape of the world. And the Bible says, do not conform. Do not conform into this world. Work ethics. Everybody's doing it. So I do it. Is that what 
the Bible calls us for? If everybody's doing it and Jesus does not approve it, I am not going to do it. Do not conform to this world. And this is how what Joshua is asking the people says, I am going to serve the Lord and I am going to serve him right. How about churches? Every time I read about churches being built and they're building, they're building movie houses next to the churches now to please the young generation. And they're going all these games that they go and play at the, some places down there. I've never been, I've, I've seen them, but I never played them. And they, they are, uh, we want to attract youth. Is this, we attract, is this what Jesus says we attract youth with? We should attract them by our lives. By our Christianity. By our devotion. It's not conformity to this world that is going to bring salvation to our kids. No, not at all. I heard, I heard a preacher who gave a message and he was almost crying. He said, a family came to me in October. And that's a preacher I heard from since about a month ago. And he said, well, pastor, we are very sorry to tell you that my three children and I cannot attend the weekly meetings because they are all involved in hockey teams. I said, oh, Thank God for the stand that we have. God should come first. And everything else second. Do not conform to this world. And you know what? If you bring your children to church, and if you put God first in your life, let me tell you one thing. Regardless what you go through, the end result is successful for you, for your family, and for your children. That I put my life on that. Because the word of God says so. Seek ye first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Stand firm on that. As for me and my family, I, we shall serve the Lord. And that's how you serve the Lord. Be the head Coach of the family. Men, I challenge you at the very beginning of this year. You are the coach. And whatever the coach does, the family should follow. Provided you are that Christian devoted man to Jesus Christ. And if you are a single woman, may God bless you. May God bless you. Stand firm for the Lord Jesus Christ. Stand firm and put him first in your life. Men, take charge of your families. Be the godly leaders God wants you to be. And instead of imitating the world, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, be imitators of me just as I also am of Christ. We are not to imitate the world. We're not going to build churches and have galleries in them. We're not going to bring a rock, a rock band and sing rock music because the youth want it. The youth should want Jesus. And if they see Jesus in us, let me tell you one thing. I respect the young people everywhere. When they see Jesus in you, they would want to have Jesus and follow Jesus. 
Let's not give them, give them what the world is giving. Let the world imitate the church, not the church imitate the world. And this is what the Bible says. And then we can have a life worthy of living for Jesus Christ. He died on the cross. And let's stop playing with toys. Let's stop playing with toys. Get your family involved. Let's go to church first. And then go play with them. Do whatever you want. And I appreciate the teams that we have here. They come to church on, on Sunday. And at 1 o'clock, I see them all in shorts. I say, where are you going? We're going to play basketball. Great. Go play basketball. There's nothing wrong with that. Provided they don't bring a leg or an arm. And if you're, if you're older than the younger ones, uh, don't act. Act your age. Adel. And live it up. First God. The church of God is not a, a, a church that goes all around and says, we poor people, we don't do anything. No. We can have fun when Jesus is number one. Oh, that's a good saying, Dean. Where did this come from? Right? I call on every head of the family to take charge of his family as Joshua did that. The last word, make a conscious choice to follow Jesus. He said, as for me and my house, we what? Will serve the Lord. The nation was given the choice. The people had to decide whether they would obey the Lord who had proven his trustworthiness and faithfulness or obey the local and strange gods around them, which were only man-made idols. It's easy to slip into a quiet rebellion. I am uh, addressing each and every one. It's easy to slip into a quiet rebellion. Well, I don't agree with Adol. You're free not to agree. But don't disagree with the word of God. That's a quiet rebellion in your heart. Well, I'm not going to do that. You are not fighting me. I'm not fighting you. You're fighting God. Don't slip into that. Don't be a rebel in your heart. I don't care what they're saying. They don't know. He doesn't know my, 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 my situation. God knows your situation. And give it to him. And obey God. And I'm going to go about my life my own way. Well, we've heard it before. Our ways are not God's ways. Be careful. We make sometimes many wrong decisions and wrong choices. And the call for us today, make that a choice. Follow Jesus. And when you follow Jesus, did he ever lead someone astray? Did he ever lead you to destruction? Did he ever lead you to unhappiness? When we follow Jesus, regardless of what the world will say, show me a man or a woman that is following Jesus, and I tell you what, he is and she is the happiest person on the face of this earth. You know when you're not, when you're not happy? When you're not obeying Jesus. Oh, well. 
How are you? Well, that's okay. I'm hanging in there. You know why you're hanging by a thread? Because Jesus is not in your life. And when you say, thank God, I'm not hanging, you know, because Jesus is in your life. That's it. It doesn't need philosophy. When Jesus takes control of you, everything else falls into place. I want to follow him. Yeah. Be careful. Be aware of the quiet rebellion in your heart. And be aware also of going my way. I want to be my, I want to live my own way. And they, he doesn't know my, my circumstances. I know them. Well, God knows them better. And he says, I can take care of you. And then the choice is yours. Will it be God? Or your own limited personality? Will it be another imperfect substitute that you place in your life that would lead you to destruction? You be careful. As for me and my house, I made the choice. He said, I am following God. May God help us before we leave here, say, I am following God. You can make this choice today. Put your life in his hand. And leave it there for his safe keeping. In all your ways, the Bible says, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Relinquish all worldly desires and personal interests that will pull you away from your Savior and follow him. Christ must train in the heart without a rival. He will not accept any other. It will be an idol. Christ must train in the heart without a rival. All other loves and all other loyalties must be secondary. This was the cry. As for me and my wife and my children and as for us all, we shall serve the Lord. Are we ready? Amen. Let's bow our heads and be dismissed. Our Father, we thank you for giving us this morning to come to church, to listen to your voice, and open our hearts as we heard how you want us to be and to start this new year. Help each and every family, each and every person, just to say, Lord, I want to live with integrity. I want to live without compromise. I want to please you. I want to serve you. Help me. Bless us. As we get ready to go, each one home or anywhere you want us to go, protect us from evil, protect us from the dangers of the road, and bless this congregation and help us that this year we'll serve you more, we'll honor you more, we'll obey you more, and we'll do your will until you come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The meeting is over. God bless you. Have a happy new year. Enjoy your life. Honor God first and live for him.